Well, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'm really excited to come together with you. You're closer and closer to May 31st and being together uh, as a, a church. You know, I, I've been coming here week after week ministering uh, through these live streams. And boy, if you could see what I see right now, I see a sea of empty blue chairs and I can't wait to see them all filled with all of you, and and uh, boy, if you're tuning into these messages from Pastor Barb or myself over the past few weeks, and you haven't been to Faith Builders Church, well, I want to personally invite you to come. Uh, we will have both services on May 31st, both 9 a.m. and 10.30 as well, so uh, looking forward to that. We've been talking the last few weeks, uh, or a couple weeks actually, about not fearing the power of your faith. Not fearing the power of your faith. Faith is, is, is expressive. Faith is life-changing. Faith will change everything. You know, we've talked in the last couple of weeks how, you know, without faith we can't please God. We've talked about you know, uh, having the smallest amount of faith is faith in and of itself. And that small amount of faith, because it's authentic faith, is the kind of faith that can move mountains. It's the kind of faith that can, that can transform whatever it is that we're dealing with in our lives and really allow the glory or the presence of God to begin to manifest out of that thing. This week I want to talk to you about some of the patriarchs of the message of faith. And it's important that we look at the power of faith as it relates to the Word of God. You see, the Word of God is the only way you're going to learn faith. It's the only way you're going to be able to express your faith. I know people talk about faith, but the kind of faith I'm talking about only comes from God. And God, having His Son, Jesus Christ, who made the way where there seemed to be no way, there's not multiple ways to operate in faith. There is the way, the truth, the life that leads us to faith. And one of the powerful things about faith, before we get into some of these amazing stories from the, the Word of God, is that as we operate in faith, it literally sanctifies us. Now, we all understand what salvation is. You know, we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and, and, and we're saved. But the sanctification process that begins on that day all the way until the return of Christ, is really the, the transformational power of God in your life. And the only way those things are going to occur is by your own faith. And God's not a respecter of people. What he's done for one, he's going to do for another. So if he did it for Moses, and we'll talk about, or if we did it for David, or if he did it for any other person in the Bible, you're going to understand that he'll do it for you too. You know, God's not a respecter of people, like I said. He's a respecter of his word and his word i'm telling you has power his word is what manifested everything we can touch and taste and smell and see and and, and everything i mean it, there, there it, it is the, the 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 creation of everything and so when we can start to understand the power of the word and the power of faith and combining the promises of god with your faith which is just to say, you know what, God, you said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I mean, and, and quite frankly, you said it, that settles it. You, you could 
cut the I believe part out, but really it does take your belief to manifest it out of your own life. Let's start with uh, 1 Samuel 17, uh, verse 45 to 47. It says, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. So basically, you're coming to me with all these natural things. But David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. See, he's not just coming with his own authority or just the authority of the armies of Israel. He's coming with the authority of the name of the Lord of heaven's armies as well. So he's not just coming in his own power and saying, hey, I'm David, and of course we know he killed the lion and he killed the bear, and you know he, he did all these natural things, but he actually has a better understanding that, you know what, if we're really going to overcome, it's going to require the power and the influence of God, and I'm going to have to put my faith and my trust in that more than even my sling, more than the stones, more than whether I killed the lion or I killed the bear. I need to have the faith to know that God is going to show up on the scene. He says, today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. See, the conquering occurs prior to you coming with your weapons. I'm telling you, God's already made the way where there seemed to be no way. And if we'll learn to walk by faith in the promises of God, then your circumstance is already, you got it, conquered. It's already overcome. Jesus overcame the world because he knew you and I couldn't overcome the world in and of ourselves. And David knew that. It says, Then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds of the wild animals. So he's not just threatening Goliath. He's threatening the whole army that's up on that next ridge on the other side of the valley and saying, You know what? I'm coming for you, and I'm coming for all of them, and I'm not doing it of my own strength. I'm doing it under the power and the unction of God through my faith in him. And it says, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. You know, there's no point in you operating in faith to accomplish the, the glory of God out of your life if it isn't going to draw people to Christ. So many of us want to have faith and we want to say it in a politically correct way. And of course, we don't want to use the name of Jesus because we might offend somebody. Well, listen, you've got to get that behind you. You've got to say, you know what? I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, my Lord and my Savior, my sanctifier and my Savior, my, my influencer and my Savior. He, he's going to save me from it all. I'm already saved. The influence of God is already there. I have already conquered and I've already overcome, and now all I have to do is allow that glory to be expressed out of me into the situation by my faith. Powerful stuff. And all of a sudden, the world will see what God has done. I won't be testifying of my own efforts. I'll be testifying of the strength of God on the inside of me which is where the power of the Holy Spirit resides, on the inside of every 
believer. And it says, and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with a sword or not with a spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. You've got to understand, this is your Lord's battle, whatever you're facing in your life, whatever the circumstances are in your life. This is the Lord's battle. It's no longer me who's living. It's the Christ that lives inside of me. I may not see the circumstances changing. I may not see Goliath and that whole you know, army of, of, of warriors up on that hill turn tail and run. But you know what? I know that God precedes me. I know His favor is there. I know He is my Lord. I, I live in this, this Lordship bubble because I'm led and guided by the Lord of my life, Jesus in my life. He's leading me. How? By the promises of God, which are yes and amen to those who believe and called according to His heavenly purpose. Well, His heavenly purpose is for the glory of God to come out of you to influence this world in such a way that they would see Christ in you and He would have the opportunity to be the influencer in the world through you you got to recognize on day one that whatever you're facing, whatever battle you're, you're, you're fighting right now, it's no longer your battle. Some of you just need to say to God, even right now, God, I give you this set of circumstances. I give it to you. It's no longer my battle. It's a battle that you have accepted. It's a battle, Lord, that you have already overcome and you know what? As difficult as it may be for me right now to acknowledge that and to really release that into your hands, I do it in this moment. There's no point in overcoming if you're not overcoming by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The word of your testimony is going to come from the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb is not going to be reshed for you again and again and again. It was shed once and for all. And that blood is your victory. Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave and was resurrected and seated at the right hand of the Father. He's resting in this incredible finished work and he's inviting all of us to be seated with him in heavenly places. Let's talk about some other patriarchs in the kingdom of God. What about Moses? You know, Moses was someone that, you know, obviously God appointed, God spared his life, you know, God allowed him to be raised, you know, with royalty and understand how Egypt worked and so on and so forth, and then actually, you know, got Moses to act on his will for his life, and of course, we know Moses acted on that in such a powerful way, of course, all the plagues came on Egypt, they wouldn't let, you know, God's people go, and then Finally, the Pharaoh says, enough is enough. Uh, we're letting you go. Here, take all the stuff with you. And, uh, you know, goodbye. Please leave. We get it. Bye. And, uh, of course, we know that he had second thoughts about that and ultimately cost Egypt probably close to a million lives as they pursued Israel uh, in, the, in the sea there that was parted. But, you know... That was just the beginning of the story. You know, Moses could deliver the people out of 
Egypt, but could he deliver Egypt out of the people? The answer to that question was no. A whole generation, you know, instead of just doing what God told them to do, which was to leave here and go there, you know, they spent a whole generation uh, on the mountain running circles around themselves and complaining about the provisions of God that were there in their lives. Gideon, in the victory of 300 peasants that went against 135,000 trained soldiers. Again, you're not going to do these things without faith. You're not going to do these things without the influence of God in the situation. It's not for man to do what he's going to do. It takes God. And you know what? we just got to turn our hearts back towards that. We've got to understand, hey, I can turn my heart back to God. He'll hear my prayer. He'll heal this land. God wants to do those things. But you're going to have to give him room to do it, just like these incredible, incredible people in the Bible did. Noah, what about that? 120 years to build an ark that nobody needed, that no one thought they needed. What an incredible amount of faith to, I mean, take him and his family and every creature and, I mean, create a new way of living and to create a brand new promise that God would never do that to people again. You know, we serve a merciful God. Some people will say, well, how could God do all those bad things to people in the Old Testament? God didn't do the bad things in the Old Testament. People did it to themselves. People invited the influence of the devil into their lives. It's about time we start putting the blame where the blame needs to go. It's not on God. It's not even on people. It's on the influence of the devil. Now, praise God, God's empowered us to, to say no to the devil and, and to resist the devil and he'll flee from us. But at the same time, who is the instigator of all this evil? Who is the motivator behind poverty? Who is the motivator behind sickness? Who is the motivator behind all the negative circumstances, divorces and, 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 and murders and all kinds of things that happen? It's not God, it's the devil. And we've got to put the credit where the credit is due. And the credit that's due is to God for giving us a way of escape from these things and to say, no, just have the faith that I've given to you and you'll find your way out of those situations. I tell you, the devil's a creep. The devil will take you further than you want to go and he'll drop you like a bad habit in the problems and he'll find the, the person or yourself to blame. And you know what? There's nothing further from the truth. The biggest scam, the biggest ripoff you've ever experienced happens in our daily lives. And you know what? It's time for us to say, you know what, devil? You are the influencer behind all this stuff. I have greater power than you do through the blood of Jesus Christ, and I am going to win. Hallelujah. What about the woman in the alabaster box, right? She took a, 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 a significant, I mean, a valuable item that was to be used at the end of a, a life, and she took that and she broke that at the feet of Jesus, recognizing who he was. What an act of faith. What an what a incredible Wow, I know that there is a Messiah, and guess what? My faith is in the fact that it's you, Jesus, and I'm going to break this over your feet. What about Elijah and the prophets of Baal? Wow, what a powerful, powerful story, you know. He gave the prophets of Baal every opportunity to succeed, and then he made it more difficult on himself, and still 
His miracles were far greater than those of the prophets of Baal. What about John the Baptist? Prepare the way of the Lord. What an act of faith. What an incredible act of faith. He could have been doing anything with his life, but instead he heard the still small voice of God. He became an advocate for you know, Christ coming on the scene, and he went out there and he just started doing what God called him to do. You could do the same thing. You don't have to wait for permission to do what God has called you to do. What about Mary? Wow, what an act of faith. Yeah, Lord, let your will be done. Yep, I accept it. I accept Jesus to, to be impregnated with him by the power of the Holy Ghost. I accept the responsibility of raising him. I accept the responsibility of ridicule from my family and my friends who may not understand. This is an incredible act of faith. John the Baptist. Yeah, we talked about him. What about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego? No, we're not going to follow the rules of the land. We're not going to do it. No, not going to happen. Well, then we're forced to throw you in the fire. Of course, the people that throw you in the fire are going to get burned up because the fire's hot. Uh, and here they come out the other side. Just incredible stories. Paul and the prison doors, right? They were praying for uh, Paul. Paul was singing psalms and hymns and you know, these prison doors just, I mean, broke open. What an incredible, incredible amount of faith it had to take to allow that to occur. John left uh, for dead on the island of Patmos, and he wrote the book of Revelation. What an incredible patriarch of faith. Joshua on the walls of Jericho. Samson kills a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. I'm going to read another scripture here because Jacob was an incredible, incredible person. And he had such incredible faith that even though he wasn't born into the blessing, he found a way. Just like us Gentiles found a way through Jesus. It's an incredible story. Genesis 32, 24 through 28. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until dawn began to break. The man saw that he would not win the match. He touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob, your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. For from now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men, and have won. You know what? No matter what you're facing, if the promises of God are there for one person, they're there for you. And you can fight. You're not fighting God. You're not fighting people. You are fighting spirits with the power of God, and you have the victory in Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, I want to talk briefly about uh, Peter uh, Peter was someone that, you know, often kind of got overzealous and would say certain things and, you know, would, or would do certain things like some, cutting somebody's ear off or, or whatever. And Jesus was constantly correcting him, you know, but at the end of the day, he never fired him. He never, he never told him you're not going to measure up. He never said that you're not good enough. He never, you know, sent him to the curb. No, he just said, no, have faith to follow me all the days of your life. 
and you will find salvation from, from, from it all. And Peter did this diligently. And Peter received the most powerful revelation, and I believe by faith. You know, he saw the miracles, he saw the signs, he saw the wonders, you know, he wanted to be greatest in the kingdom, he wanted all this, this stuff. But at the end of the day, what he didn't realize was, is who Jesus really was. From the moment he met him to the moment that he declared the greatest revelation to ever be declared out of the mouth of a human being, I believe. And he said, surely you are the Son of God. Surely you are the Son of God. And Jesus said, you know, you haven't heard this from anybody else. You've heard this directly from God Himself. And I am as you say that I am. And so much so that going forward, I'm going to build my church on that revelation. Every one of us is at a crossroads in our lives. Every one of us is on on our way somewhere. You know, we're on a certain trajectory in our lives and, you know, we're doing good things. We're we're making every attempt, hopefully, to walk by faith and to find God and deeper revelation of who He is in our lives. But no matter what trajectory you are on, God is on His trajectory. My prayer right now is that that trajectory, that these two things are about to collide in the close of this service. A, those of you who are are suffering, those of you who are experiencing things that are seemingly beyond your control, may you receive the faith to overcome. May you understand that God has already preceded you through His Word and His promises that are yes and amen to those who believe and called according to His purpose, and that you have the breakthrough. And so this isn't your battle anymore, it's the Lord's. But secondly, I want to talk to those who need to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You see, there's no other way to go to eternal life with God except through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No man's going to come before the Father except by Him. I know I'm asking a lot for you to consider giving Christ uh, your life, but I'm telling you this much. If you take the faith that you'll receive as a part of that package and just apply that faith every day, you begin to see the influence of God in your life everywhere. And I promise you, He wants to take you to places you could never go without Him. Let's take this opportunity and say this prayer so we can give everybody a chance to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We ask you to forgive us of all of our sins. Cleanse us of all the things that we have ever done wrong. We make you the Lord of our lives. Holy Spirit, Come live inside of us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please let someone know in the feed below. If you want to connect with us at Faith Builders Church, you can text to 313131. Text get connected, all one word, to 313131. Hey, Sunday's coming up. Pastor Barb's going to have an amazing message for you. And everybody, let's get ready for May 31st when we all come together at Faith Builders Church. God bless you all.